this good man of God to come and preach to us. Let's welcome Brother Sanford. He's not a stranger to this pulpit tonight. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. God bless him. Oh, come on, let's give the Lord some praise tonight if you know he's worthy. Amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Come on, why don't we just take a few moments here and just create an atmosphere of praise in the house. Come on, they sang about the water. Why don't we allow the water just to flow in this room? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house this evening. Amen. I'm convinced what we need more than anything else is that water they were singing about a few moments ago. We understand that's topology of the Holy Ghost. And what we need more than anything else, especially in this hour, we need the Holy Ghost to move. That's what we need in this house tonight. I know it's a midweek Wednesday night service, but I'm thankful for services through the week that we can come to and allow the Holy Ghost to touch us and minister to our hearts. And I'm thankful for those times of refreshings that we have. And I believe that's exactly what the Lord wants to send in this room tonight. We need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. From the preacher all the way to the back, we need a move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why don't we lift our hands one more time before we go any further. I'm not going to belabor the point, but let's just, let's just reach for Him with sincerity. Let's reach for Him with an honesty and a transparency. In Jesus' name. They shut the doors of the church for, I don't know, seven, eight weeks, maybe longer, some less, depending where you are. And we see the condition the world's in right now. And it's not by accident because you shut the doors of a church, things are going to happen. And what we need now that the church is open, we need the move of the Holy Ghost every time the doors are open. Amen. And I believe the Lord wants to send that rain in this house this evening. Matthew chapter 12, if you have your Bibles, I will uh, hasten to the word of the Lord tonight. Matthew chapter 12, and uh, we'll read one verse, verse number 43. And as you're finding Matthew 12, give honor tonight to uh, Brother and Sister Moore, your pastor and your pastor's wife. Give them honor tonight and thank them for uh, the kindness they've shown me through these last few years and, and uh, allowing me to come minister the word of the Lord to this great church. And also give honor to everybody that's here tonight in church. Amen. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord this evening. Uh, whether you're a saint or whether you're a visitor, uh, you could be a lot of places. You could be at home resting and relaxing, but you decided to go to church tonight. And I believe the Lord honors faithfulness to his house. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 12, and verse 43, one verse. This is Jesus speaking. He says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he goes to a certain place, and he's looking for something in particular. The Bible says he walks through dry places, Seeking rest. 
Now, don't tighten up on me as we begin because I believe we're going to end this thing uh, with the Lord doing something very great in this house. But I want to minister to us for the next few moments from the subject, a place where the unclean plays. A place where the unclean plays. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walks through dry places. Amen. Before we're seated, why don't we lift our hands one more time all over this house. And as we lift our hands, why don't we join our voices collectively this time. Why don't we join our voices with our brothers and sisters before us and behind us and beside us. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room tonight. Come on, what we need in this hour is a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. God, that spirit we feel in this house right now, I pray that it would magnify. Lord, I pray that it would intensify in this building the next 20, 25, 30 minutes. God, release a deluge of your spirit. Release an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Lord, just as sure as it's been raining in the physical, rain in this house spiritually. Lord, every heart, every individual, Lord, rain down in this house. Come on, why don't somebody pray on the Holy Ghost right here? I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you give him one more great hand clap of praise tonight? Amen. Thank you for standing, and you may be seated. God bless you. As we just begin tonight, just to allow you to know exactly where I am and where I'm going to be coming from, in the Bible, the term unclean spirit simply means a demonic spirit. Now, I understand that I'm probably behind the eight ball right out of the gate by telling you that the basis of what my sermon is going to be is going to be directly dealing with demonic spirits, but I believe that this is something that we need to take notice of for the next few moments in this house. The passage of Scripture that we read in Matthew 12 and 43 is directly dealing with demonic spirits that possess an individual. And so the Bible tells us that when this demonic spirit is cast out of a person and it's no longer confined to a specific location or a specific individual, it tells us that this demonic spirit is no longer confined to that particular place. Understand that if you want to understand how the spirit world operates, if you want to understand how demonic spirits operate, this is a verse that we can turn to in Matthew 12 and 43, and it begins to give us insight into how the spiritual world operates. In fact, it's the words of Jesus himself, so whom better to take note of and to try to learn from than Jesus himself. Because the Bible tells us in this one very particular verse that demonic spirits have a place where they go to. They have a place that they feel at home at. There is a place that they desire to abide in. Now understand this verse gives us a clue to how these demonic spirits feel and operate. And the fact is, we as humans tonight, we are limited to where we go by means and opportunities 
opportunity. And what I mean by that is uh, we go to certain places if we are able to go to those places. Uh, uh, the last seven to eight weeks, we haven't been able to go to much of any place uh, except to the uh, restaurant to get something to take out or to the grocery store to take food home. And we understand that uh, these last two months, we have been limited by means and opportunity uh, of where we want to travel. Uh, I was loading up my vehicle this afternoon to head down here to preach, and uh, uh, my kids come up asking me, Daddy, where are you going now? Why you got to leave again? And I told them, uh, I've got a responsibility. I've got somewhere that I've got to go. Uh, and we understand that by us being humans, uh, we go to places if we have the opportunity uh, or the means to go to those certain places. Uh, there's probably people sitting in this room right now. Uh, you would love to take a vacation if the opportunity uh, deemed it necessary. There's probably people in this room, uh, if you had the opportunity and the resources, uh, you would travel the world. Some would go to the beach. Others would go uh, to the mountains. Or if you're like me, you would just enjoy your time at home. Uh, but you would go where you wanted to go. And if the opportunity uh, presented itself. So understand relating uh, from us, from a natural perspective to the spiritual. Uh, in this verse, we see that this unclean uh, demonic spirit has exited an individual. Uh, its job or its affliction or whatever it was doing uh, has now finished. And the Bible says uh, that this spirit is free to go uh, wherever it wishes to go. Uh, and unlike you and I, we go places by opportunity. Uh, we go places if we have the resources or the finances. Uh, but it's giving us insight in how the spirit world operates. Uh, they go exactly where they want to go. Uh, but understand these spirits are not just going uh, to just some random location. Uh, these spirits are not just going to some uh, random place, but there is a particular goal in mind when these spirits are cast out. Uh, because the Bible says in the words of Jesus uh, that when an unclean spirit has gone out of a man, uh, he walketh through dry places uh, seeking rest. Uh, now understand when we see this word rest, uh, it's not defined here in this context uh, in the manner in which we usually associate the word rest. Uh, when we say the word rest, uh, we often think of sitting on the couch and getting rest. Uh, we often think about sitting in our recliner and getting rest. Uh, we think about getting a good night's rest of sleep. Uh, but understand here in this verse, uh, Jesus says the unclean spirit uh, goes through dry places uh, and he's looking for one thing. Uh, he's looking for rest. Uh, and it's in the Greek language in which we understand this word rest uh, and the definition in which it means in this context. Uh, the Greek word for the word rest uh, simply means recreation. Uh, so Jesus is telling us uh, that the unclean spirit is going uh, to a dry place uh, and he's looking to find recreation. Uh, he's looking to find rest. Uh, this spirit goes uh, to any place he wants to go, but there's one place in mind uh, that he really is on a mission to find. Uh, he's looking for recreation. Uh, now we understand the definition of that word recreation uh, is an activity that's done for enjoyment uh, when we are not limited to working. Uh, some of us in this house enjoy recreation uh, by fishing or playing ball uh, or doing these types of things. Uh, so the question we've got to ask ourselves is, uh, where do demonic spirits go uh, when they are wanting to have fun? Uh, we've got places we love to go to uh, when we want to have fun. Uh, we have places that we go to to have recreation. Uh, but the spirit world is also the same way. Uh, he walks through dry places uh, 
seeking recreation. I've come to tell us the devil's playground is a dry place. The place that spirits want to dwell in and the place that spirits are attracted to is a dry place and that's where these spirits have fun. That's where spirits go to in order to find recreation. You can open the word of God tonight and you can find evidence by the scripture that demonic spirits hate the water. Because the Bible says uh, he walks through dry places. Uh, he's not going to a well-watered plain, uh, but he's going to dry places. Uh, I'll remind us in Mark chapter 5, uh, it is the very familiar story. Uh, but again, it gives us insight uh, to how the spirit world operates. Uh, because it's in Mark chapter 5, uh, we are introduced to a man by the name of Legion. Uh, when Jesus is walking uh, through the region of Gadara, and this man Legion meets Jesus, uh, and the dialogue begins to go on and the Bible says Jesus asked him what his name is and the Bible says the man cried out and said my name is Legion for we are many and it tells us he besought him much that he would not send him out of the country and then it tells us the devils besought the Lord and said why don't you cast us in the pigs but this is where it caught my attention brother Moore when Jesus cast the spirits into the pigs the Bible says the pigs run down the side of the cliff and into the water. What's amazing to me is that it does not insinuate those pigs round down the side of the cliff under the oppression of those spirits. But could it be somehow pigs understood that demonic spirits hate the water? And the Bible says those spirits and those pigs were choked and drowned in the waters of that region because the truth is the demonic spirits of this world hell that we fight, they hate the well-watered places. They indeed find recreation in the dry places, but they loathe and they hate those well-watered places. Understand dryness, according to the Word of God, represents an individual who is void of the Spirit of God. This is why I felt confirmation in my spirit when they begin to sing and preach about the water and we begin to talk about the water because in the Bible, dryness, a lack of water is one who is void or destitute of the Spirit of God. It is David that tells us in Psalm 68 and 9 that the rebellious dwell in a dry land. He's simply telling us that the believer who neglects their spiritual condition has become dry in the spirit. They are near or empty. They are near or on empty of the things of God. Can I tell us dead dry churches and dead dry Christians become a place where the unclean spirits are able to play because we are living in a generation especially in this hour that the spirit world has been activated and if there's one place the spirit world is looking for, if there's one place place demonic spirits are going to uh, they're going to dry places uh, because spiritual dryness if we're not careful uh, opens us up uh, for demonic harassment uh, it is in Revelation 12 and 12 uh, we are given a warning uh, of the last days uh, because the Bible says woe uh, to the inhabitants of the earth and sea uh, for the devil has come down unto you uh, having great wrath uh, because he knows uh, he has a short time to work uh, listen I understand very clearly uh, no 
Nobody likes to talk about spirits. Nobody likes to talk about demons. Churches don't like preaching about it. Evangelists don't like preaching about it. But if the Bible isn't silent on a subject, then we can't be silent about it either. Listen, I'd rather come tonight, and I'd rather preach about healing, and I'd rather preach about blessing and God's goodness. But if the Bible's not silent, we can't be silent either. Because in this hour, Satan and those unclean spirits are pouring out their fury upon this world in which we live in. The anti-Christian pulse of our environment has turned our culture into a dry place. The gay and lesbian agenda has turned our nation into a spiritually dry place. Violence, racism, and hatred has turned our world into a dry place. Drugs, pornography has dried out the soul of our society. It's even a stretch to call America a civilization anymore. They're gunning down people in the streets. They're burning down buildings. It's a stretch to call it a society. But I've come to tell us the onslaught is not confined to the world. Hell is trying to pour its influence into the apostolic church and turn the church into a dry place because hell understands if the church gets dry, I can harass and I can attack every individual. I feel like preaching right here tonight. Can I just tell us demons won't dry prayer rooms? Demons won't dry altar services. Demons won't dry preaching. They won't dry Christians. They won't dry worship services. Dry places are where the devil's playground is. He wants you to have a dry prayer life. He wants you not to get involved when the praise is going on. He wants you to sit there dry and unresponsive when the pastor's preaching. But I've come to sound an alarm and tell this congregation what we need in this hour is an outpouring of God's water. We need an outpouring of God's spirit because if he hates those water places, that's what we need. I feel my help in this house tonight. Understand, dry places are where unclean spirits go to have fun. Spirits have fun in the life of a dry Christian. We're going to get there eventually. Just hang on to me. He finds rest. He finds recreation in a dry church service. This is why every time we come in these doors, this is why every time I go to church, I've got to come to that church with the understanding. i got to have a move of the Holy Ghost. Every time I'm in God's house, it's because I understand I cannot afford to have one dry service because if my worship is dry, hell's about to move in. If my praise is dry, hell's about to come in. If my response is dry, hell's about to build a playground. And I've got to shake myself to the understanding. I've got to have the water. We've got to have those well-watered places every time we come to church. I'll tell you what I've determined within myself these last seven, eight weeks. I've determined more now than ever I cannot allow my walk with God to become dry. 
Listen, we're in a separation time right now. It's a separation time in the church, I believe. The separation is going to come from those who are on fire for God and those who are lukewarm living on the fringes. And I've got to make up my mind. I've got to further commit myself so I cannot become dry and my family can't become dry and my home can't become dry. Listen, that's why I come to church and I've got to give God praise. That's why every time I come to church, I've got to involve myself because there's Spirits who are looking to build a playground if I become spiritually dry. If there is a revival in this day, there must be a revival of the watering of God's Spirit on us. I would remind us it was Jesus himself in John chapter 7. Uh, he makes the statement, He uh, that believeth on me, uh, as the Scripture hath said, uh, out of his belly shall flow rivers uh, of living water. Uh, but thus he spake of the Spirit, uh, which they that believe on him should receive. Uh, listen to me. We understand uh, that that living water uh, is the Holy Ghost. Uh, it falls like rain, uh, both the former and the latter. Uh, it springs up like a well. Uh, on God's thirsty believers and I've come to tell us it's that water that Jesus spoke of then is what we need in this house tonight I think it would be alright if God just sent a deluge in this house on a Wednesday night if they had to just pull us out drunk in the Holy Ghost that's what we've got to have in the hour that we are living in Understand my premise when I say spirits don't like water. I'm simply implying that spirits do not like the Holy Ghost. They don't like it when the water gets active. Every demon in hell knows that the water in the Bible represents God's spirit. That's why everywhere Jesus walked this earth, demons were terrified. And they would cry out, have you come to torment us before our time? They would cry out to Jesus and say, I know who you are. You're the son of God. But listen, ever since Jesus ascended back into heaven and he sent his spirit to us, we are now the arch enemy of those same spirits. And the devil can't stand it. When the water starts flowing, the devil hates it. When the waters start moving, the devil hates it. When somebody shakes themselves to the understanding, the most important thing I need is the flow of the Holy Ghost. Because the spirit world hates the water. Across the globe, mainly in rural parts of Africa, Southern Asia, and Central and South America, they tell me that 5 million people are bitten by snakes every year. Of those 5 million people who are bit, as many as 94,000 die, and another 400,000 have limbs amputated or are permanently disabled as a result of being bit. Understand, as the life-giving rainy seasons hits the Asian subcontinent, snakes seeking dry ground, they tell me, will slide into people's homes. They will slide into gardens and fields. They will curl up in wood piles and play areas, doing their best to avoid the water. In India alone, they tell me hundreds of thousands of snake bites will cause an estimated 40,000 deaths over the course of the monsoon season or over the course when the rain starts to fall. In my home church, at one time we had a nice Muslim man who was coming to church. He lived from Bangladesh and 
I remember some time ago his name was Audit. He and two of his other friends were from Brazil and they were visiting the church and I remember the conversation was struck up by the more about what kind of snakes do you have in the areas that you live in and those two friends from Brazil said that we have anacondas and then when the question was asked to Audit that Muslim young man what kind of snakes are in Bangladesh he kind of just snickered and laughed and said all we have is cobras. All you have are cobras? He said, you got to understand something about cobras. He said, they hate water. And when the rain comes down, the cobras go looking for dry places. And that's when they are the most dangerous. And that's when more people are bit. Because when the water falls, they're looking for the driest land that they can find. And I've come to tell us we understand all throughout your Bible that the devil is referred to as a serpent and a snake. And I'm telling us every time the waters start to fall in a service like that we are in right now, the spirits are looking for one place. They're looking for a dry land. And I've got to understand, I can get involved or I can sit unresponsive and I can sit on my praise but rest assured I'll become a playground for every demonic spirit in that room I've come to shake somebody and really remember and remind you we've got to involve ourselves when the water starts flowing when they start singing and they start playing and the Holy Ghost starts moving. I've got to get myself involved. I got to get where the water's at because all the spirits that are in that area, they're trying to get away from the water and they're trying to go to the dry places. And God forbid if I allow my spirit to become a dry place. Listen, I understand it's hard to get involved with this kind of preaching, but I've come to remind us and I've come to shake us. We're in the last days and there's an onslaught in the spirit world and it's no time to become dry and it's no time time to become callous we've got to have the water I'm convinced the only hope that we have in the church is the altar because when the altar is active that's when revival comes to the church when the altar is active in worship service and the move of the Holy Ghost begins to pour out that's what we've got to have Maybe that's why Ezekiel tells us in Ezekiel 47 and 1, the prophet says, After he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward, and to the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down unto the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. The waters went from the altar through the rest of the house. It went from the house of the Lord out into the threshold of that world. And it became a river of water that the Bible says changed the world. But understand the water had an origin. The water had a beginning place. The water started at the altar. And before it moved throughout the house, it had to start at the altar. And before it went into the threshold, it had to start at the altar. And before the water changed the world, it started at the altar. And I'm telling this congregation, what we need to change our world and to change our environment and to change our communities, it's going to start at the altar when the waters of the Spirit are activated. Psalmist tells us, Psalm 42, 1 through 2, as the heart 
panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God. When shall I come and appear before God? There's going to be times that we've got to remind ourselves that we may not realize it in the flesh, but our soul is panting after God's spirit. We may not realize it in our minds, but our soul is thirsty for God's spirit. And it's in those moments that I cannot allow dryness uh, to come into my spirit uh, because it's in the Word of God that it tells us uh, that God is going to send forth floods of water uh, on the dry ground. Uh, he's going to send water uh, where the devils have fun. Uh, he's going to have well-watered gardens uh, where there was only dryness. Uh, and if you allow it, uh, He's going to chase out every spirit uh, out of our homes, uh, out of our communities, uh, out of our region uh, because the only answer to demonic spirits uh, is we got to have the water Ezekiel continues to tell us after this after the water went from the altar through the house under the threshold and through the world it's in 47 and 5 that the Bible says after he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen waters to swim in a river that could not be passed over. Uh, waters to swim in. Uh, and we understand again the waters uh, represent God's spirit. Uh, and I've come to learn one thing about the spirits. We've got to fight. Uh, demonic spirits uh, are not able to swim in the water. Uh, that's why the Pharaoh and his army, uh, they were drowned in the Red Sea. Uh, because there's some places uh, spirits have no power in. Uh, there's some places uh, that strongholds are broken in. Uh, if you want Pharaoh to be drowned, uh, you've got to get where the water's at. If you want there to be liberty, you've got to get where the water is. He says where dragons lay, it's in those places that the water's going to flow. The parched ground was a habitation of dragons, which is a type of the devil. But God sent a promise through the prophet that I'm going to turn the habitation of dragons into springs of water. Because if all of God's people came to his house full of water, if all of us come to this house with the understanding of what we need on a Wednesday night is more than just three songs, a 25-minute sermon, and going home. We've got to have a touch from heaven. We've got to block out distractions and come to this house with the understanding I've got to have the water to flow in my house. I've got to have the water to flow in my family. I've got to have the water to flow in my church. That's the only antidote that we have. I believe in the next few moments every spirit that's been fighting against us, every spirit that's been attacking us, all those spirits that were released in those seven, eight weeks when they tried to shut the doors, uh, I believe every one of them can be vanquished off the property uh, and every one of them can be served in eviction notice. Uh, it's not what we do. Uh, it's nothing that we can say, uh, but I'll tell you what we need. Uh, we've got a resource we can tap into. Uh, we've got a place that we can go to. Uh, we've got some water uh, that we can outflow in this house uh, and nobody could stay the same uh, and we would leave this house different uh, if we would tap uh, into heaven's resource. Uh, we We've got to have watered places. But it's in this hour that we've got to resist dryness. We've got to resist the urge of just coasting. The Institute of Medicine has stated that 75% of Americans are suffering 
from chronic dehydration. If that's to be true, then three out of four people in this room are suffering from dehydration. It is of my belief that too many in our world are suffering from spiritual dehydration. And they tell us that if chronic dehydration continues in our natural bodies, it will eventually affect your heart. And could it be so many times the problems that we have is directly related to the dryness in my spirit? Could it be that the troubles and difficulties in my life, I'm really not sick. I'm just dehydrated spiritually. We're not spiritually dysfunctional. We're spiritually thirsty. And they tell me that symptoms may appear like a sickness, but in reality, it's your heart that's crying out in the physical, you're dehydrated. And I believe the same could be said in the spirit. It's amazing that they tell me one of the symptoms of dehydration is a loss of vision. And I believe the same holds true in the spirit world, Brother Moore. When I become spiritually dry, and I've allowed myself to become void of God's water, it becomes easy to lose the vision that I have of God's will in my life. I can't see my calling. I can't see my purpose. I can't see my place. All because I'm spiritually dry. And I'm spiritually thirsty. One of the symptoms of being dehydrated, they tell me, is confusion. How many times can we point back to, it was just dryness in my spirit. That's the reason I got confused. If we're not careful, we can become so dry, brother, more that we begin to question what we've always believed. I had a friend text me several months ago just to illustrate my point. Now, to preface the story, this was a man that was youth pastor at my home church when I was college and career pastor. This is somebody that was in this thing as strong as anybody else, rooted and grounded. Slowly but surely, he became dry. Until a few months ago, he texted me, Brother Moore, asking if baptism was even necessary for salvation. Because when I become spiritually dry, confusion sets in. And I find myself questioning things that I never thought I'd question five years ago. And it all can go back to being spiritually dry. And I believe there is a remedy in the house. And what we need more than ever is we've got to have the water of the Holy Ghost to flow. I still am of the mindset that one great church service can change everything. One pure move of the Holy Ghost can change my vision. And erase the confusion. The author of the book, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, says in his book that one of the fatal flaws people make is the assumption that any fluid can replace water. They make the mistake of thinking that, well, I can drink energy drinks and it will replace the water. I can drink coffee, nobody stole me, but it'll replace water. He said the, the source and the reason why so many people get dehydrated is there's no substitute for water in your body. 
And I'll tell you what the enemy of our souls would love for the apostolic church to do in these last days. He would love for us to find a substitute. He would love for us to replace God's spirit with just having a form. He would love for us to just become religious and routine when we come into God's house. Sing our songs, play our instruments, preach our sermons, give our altar calls. But as long as we substitute all of that and there's no flow of God's spirit, the remedy cannot be found. The truth is, he doesn't care what we substitute it for as long as he can eliminate the Holy Ghost out of our services. It's amazing that in one place, the Philistines literally begin to dig up earth. The Bible says they begin to fill the wells of Israel. They were trying to pollute and eliminate the water resource that Israel had. And I'm convinced if there's one thing the spirit world wants to do, he wants to turn us into a dry place. But I've come to remind us, there is no substitute for God's spirit. There is no substitute for a pure, unadulterated move of the Holy Ghost. And I believe what we need in these last days more than ever. Listen, I don't think we got much longer on this earth. And what we need more than anything else is we need the move of the Holy Ghost every time we come to church. Why don't you lift your hands all over this house? As your hands are lifted, why don't you just begin to call for the Holy Ghost to begin to move right here where we're sitting? Come on, why don't you become a conduit right now that the Holy Ghost can move through? Come on, I'll tell you how to cause hell to flee. I'll tell you how to cause spirits to scatter. We got to tap into heaven's resource again. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost right here trying to transition us right here at this point. Come on, I'm done preaching right now. Why don't you just tap into the Holy Ghost? Come on, there's some of us in this room. It's been a while since you've tapped into heaven's resource. It's been a while since you've been overwhelmed by the Holy Ghost and the power that it brings. Come on, some of our prayer lives are drying up. Some of our worship is dried up. Some of our response in God's presence is dried up. Come on, the Holy Ghost got a hold of me on the drive down here. Remind my people they need my water. Come on, I'm in a church that loves a move of the Holy Ghost. I'm in a church that reaches for His Spirit. But I've just come to remind us we can't substitute God's presence for anything else. Come on, there's already people moving. I feel the Holy Ghost calling some individuals right now. Come on, why don't you tap into the Holy Ghost right here? Why don't you go back to Jacob's well and allow that water to flow all over you, fresh and anew? Come on, you're not sick, you're just thirsty. Come on, there's souls in this house who have become spiritually parched. But God's about to release water in this house. Come on, some of you already tapped into it right here. Come on, why don't you let your prayers out right here for the next few moments? Come on, why don't we just turn this place into a prayer room for the next five to ten minutes? 
And why do we tap into that well that never runs dry? Why do we tap into that water that can wash over us? Come on, there's some individuals right now. The Holy Ghost is trying to burst through your lips. Come on, it could be your prayers that calls down the water for somebody else. It could be your prayers that begins to water the atmosphere in the spirit world. I understand it as an evangelist, even though I'm a preacher, I cannot allow myself to become dry. I can't allow my wall with God to become dry. But every day, I've got to tap into heaven's resource. Come on, there's people right here. You're trying to tap into it. Why don't you just set aside distractions? Come on, it's only 8.15. We've got a few moments here to allow the Holy Ghost to move. Come on, the Holy Ghost is beckoning some of us. Why don't you come back? Come on, it's been a while since you tapped into my spirit. It's been a while since you've been able to allow my water to flow over you. In Jesus' name. I believe we've heard the word of God tonight. One place in the scriptures it talks about come with joy and draw out of these wells of salvation. Huh. Double combination there. Joy is what? It's the strength. It's where we gain the strength. And so we come back to the house of God and we come back to the living waters. Or maybe that place of an altar that's at our own house. Or wherever it might be. But that's where we begin to amen. He mentioned the altars. It's not just the altars. It's in the house of God. But it's the altars at our own house. And the altars that we bow to on a regular basis and a daily basis. And when we find the joy at these altars, amen, out of the presence of God. Because the words taught us, come drink freely. Amen. Of these living waters. I'm glad that we can come and drink of these waters freely. Amen. And get us enough. Amen. That can make us the overcomers and victorious over the world that we're living in and the hour that we're living in. And something plumped me as he preached this message tonight. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hallelujah. This is not a time for this church to become dry because all the spirits are driven from the other places. Guess where they're coming? Hallelujah. It's not just this one and that one, but they're looking for certain places and their own certain missions. Hallelujah. That they want to shut down. 
and they want to close down. I refuse by the help of the Lord, amen, to let it be this local assembly. But with the help of God and the help of the Holy Ghost, we're going to be alive and well and do what God wants us to do in this end time and see and make the stand that God wants us to. We can be revived, we can be refreshed, and we can be made overcomers. It's up to you and I and just what we're hungry for and what we're thirsty for. I want to be thirsty for the things of God. I want to be thirsty for the move of God. I want it to be more than just a fairy tale. Amen. I want to see it for myself. I want to drink the waters for myself. They can talk about how, how good the water is, but until you go and drink it for yourself. I, I totally love you. I love to drink water. Amen. I mean, I mean, I drank a lot of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I've realized, and, and I told somebody this just the other day, I've been having some troubles. My leg just hurt me a lot and things of this nature. And all of a sudden, it kind of hit me. Why don't you start drinking a little more water, amen, than what you have in the last few weeks? And so now I begin to practice drinking at least two 20-ounce bottles of water. And you know what? I feel the difference. And so you know what? Let's drink some water called the Holy Ghost water. Let's take out the time, amen, to dig in the Word of God. Let's take our own personal altars at home, amen, and stay with it. Hallelujah. Well, I got this to do and I got that to do, but nothing's more important than drinking the waters of life. There's nothing more important, amen, than being the vessels of God. There's nothing beyond or above, amen, doing the work of God in Vendale, Mississippi. Hey, I tell you, there's some of you so dry in this house tonight. Eternity is a long time. A lake of fire is not where any of us want to go. On any account. And how big or small, I don't want to go. Let's drink the waters. Let's take the time. I don't want no unclean spirits making their way back, attaching themselves, and playing games with my soul and my mind. And this vessel that belongs to God, this vessel, this body belongs to God, just like yours. We're created in his image and likeness. It's a lack of the water is the reason we're in the mess we're in tonight. And people are acting like they're acting and doing the things they're doing. It's a lack of the Spirit of God in the hearts of men. God bless you. You may be seated. Appreciate you. Thank you, Brother Sanford, for the Word of God tonight. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Let's don't forget he will be back with us Sunday morning and Sunday night. Have a place to go. Come be with us. It'll be Sunday morning and Sunday night. Looking forward to that and the preaching of the Word of God, the move of the Holy Ghost. Would you come and join and be a part of it? Let's don't forget tomorrow night, Madison's baby shower. Tomorrow night in the Fellowship Hall at 7 o'clock. For all the ladies, come and be a part of that to join with them. Amen. Pray for them. Hallelujah. Looking forward to this brand new little baby, supposedly. Clark girl. Hallelujah. You never know. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. God bless you. Let's stand together. Appreciate you. He may send a boy and a girl. <laughs> Hallelujah. The powers in the tongue. <laughs> 
going to have revival one way or another. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Where's Brother Josh at? <laughs> All right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed the fear of the Lord. Pray much. God bless you.